2: previously on Chaotic Normal. The crew of Melora's Borealis continued to venture into Warthal Kiel, or the Merfolk City, which was a former human city that had sank beneath the waves. They explored the temple of Malora that was down there, and found corpses and other cursed treasures beneath. They decided to leave most of the cursed treasure as they were seeking the Temple of the Kraken. The Temple of the Kraken that would hopefully hold the priestess, that would free myself of the Kraken curse that was going to strike, well, at midnight. Will the crew discover the Temple of the Kraken and the Kraken priestess, and will she bring the salvation they seek, or will their fortune turn ever darker? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles.
0: The officers of the Melora's Borealis find themselves deep beneath the waves near 100 feet below the surface of the water. The thick or like the rich aqua color of the water mingling with uh, crabs and uh, fish moving and brightly colored and moving amidst algae covered rocks and the ruins of Warthal Keel all surrounding them. The crew has emerged from the House of Melora, this temple dedicated to Melora, a ruined temple sunk beneath the ruins, or sunk beneath the waves in what was once Warthal Kiel. This ruins of a town, uh, once prominent town that sat upon the cliff face until it was brought down, crashed into the sea and sunk beneath the waves after turning from the worship of its, uh, heretic god to a uh, to the worship of melora this uh town is made up of only really three or four standing buildings one of which is the house of melora which you've just finished navigating your way through within you found uh that it seemed largely untouched and uh, uncared for in the hundred years since it sank, or hundred years or more since it sank. The only real danger or threat you faced was when you uh, discovered an old mace, cursed by whoever once wielded it, um, to drive any who should touch it into a state of frightening anger and rage, or rather a morning star. I believe you wrapped the morning star up in cloth and tucked it away, or have to have it tucked under your arm, ready to use. Uh, or to look into further if uh, the opportunity arises. But other than that, the House of Melora proves unfruitful in your purpose here within the ruins of Warthal Keel. Again, that purpose is find the Kraken priestess who lives here in Warthal Keel. Her name, Yalaga Maladwin. Uh, Apparently, Yalaga Maladwin is a... uh, someone who at least the merfolk you were talking to uh, consider a person you can go to uh, to help with such magical things as a curse put upon you by sea hags that threatened your ship to drown or er, to be dragged to the depths by a kraken. And so trying to lift this curse, this kraken curse, you have come to Warthalkil, sle- seeking out Yalaga Maladwin in order to find her and beseech her help in lifting this curse before the Kraken itself pursues you. You know that from the way the curse was spoken, what you know of such curses, you have only until nightfall before uh, the Kraken begins its hunt against you. Um, Your crew is at Mutiny's Edge, uh, they're waiting up above. Fortunately, you don't think they'll mutiny in the time that you're uh, down here. But if you were to, say, get knocked out with a sleep spell when you wake up, you might have have a crew who mutinied and left you or was eaten by a kraken. Um, and you yourselves are uh, deep beneath the waves, under only able to breathe thanks to the magic of, I believe this was uh, Celeste's magic that's allowed you to breathe beneath the water, or was it uh, Jules' magic? It was Celeste. All right. Uh, so only thanks to the druidic magic are you able to breathe here beneath the waves. Although that'll last for twenty-four hours, so you're pretty much okay. Um, but you've emerged from the uh, ruins of the House of Melora, and you find yourself once more amidst these uh, again amidst these ancient ruins. Tall columns and like pantheon-like shapes uh, protrude in the distance. All desolate, ruined places. Here and there, schools of fish move about, and you look as you see a large shark in the distance weaving between an ancient set of columns blurred by the uh, thick turquoise water. Um, However, the most obvious uh, building around you is the uh, other temple-looking structure. It is modeled in an ancient-looking way, uh, in a way reminiscent of the ancient ones. It has domed roofs, and you can't help but notice the likeness of the columns themselves seem to be etched to look like tentacles coiling up around the structure's uh, exterior, as if a great kraken is reaching up from below. Now that you're here beneath the waves, you can actually see these details and actually make it out. And as you look at this uh, temple that sits basically just behind the Temple of Melora, you realize that there is shape. there are shapes Moving across this uh, four-story palace in front of you, those shapes seem to be small, uh, tentacled creatures moving uh, with puffs of air as they suck in their great cephalopod heads and then push themselves forward. Octopi cover this uh, this, or it's not cover, but are dot across the surface of this temple. Easily fifteen to thirty octopuses are basically swimming around and darting in and amongst this temple. Its doors lay wide open, as if welcoming any visitors into the temple of Valstush.
2: Well, I don't think this is it. We should probably keep going.
0: You turn your head away from the temple of Alstuge to assess the other two buildings. One seems to be a windmill that curiously has kept its blades despite the collapse into the water and uh the uh ancient currents pushing against it and the tidal power is basically still spinning the blades as if the, as the wind would meaning that the uh, mill is probably still working inside. Uh and that uh windmill sits across a bridge that uh rests over a deep, impossible looking chasm. The other building stands on a rocky precipice and seems to be decorated similar to the uh house of uh or sorry to the temple of Valstuj, um, but a little less elegantly and seems more to be an administrative, smaller building, but it looks to be made of hardy, secure stone, likely suggesting it holds valuable items.
2: I mean it's got to be the windmill, right? well it's a temple of the kraken would obviously not look like a kraken that's so obvious for them they're very deceptive
3: if they say so
2: no obviously it's obviously the kraken temple <laughs>
0: Robert, uh beneath the waves your uh, your attempts to lighten the, your bardic performance attempts to lighten the mood dear crew seems to fail perhaps they're all aware that it's rubear who bears this curse and that if they dispose of Rubert as captain perhaps the Kraken means nothing to the crew. Um, That's an option. <laughs> it is Ruber who is cursed, as far as you know.
2: No, we're all, I'm pretty sure she the, uh, had cursed all of us. Uh, except for Phil, he wasn't, he wasn't unconscious.
4: Wait, what? I'm not, You cur- told me I was cursed.
2: Yeah, no, oh, I mean, of course you were. It's because you were unconscious. You let us all down.
4: Oh, okay. Because <laughs> okay. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't.
2: Yeah, no, though you're cursed. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all cursed.
4: Just kidding. Love <laughs> you, Cap. Where are we going?
2: The I think hmm, let's see. We have a windmill, we have an administrative building, boring. Uh and we have a temple with a bunch of tentacles and what looks like um sepolopods. So let's go to the big tentacle building.
3: The <laughs> The administrative building might give us some leads into what to expect in the other building. You know, there's a reason that they had all the paperwork done.
4: Zell and I, we should at least go check. Maybe it's unlocked. Let's split the underwater party.
0: You are deep beneath the waves, and doors are very hard to open underwater.
2: Um, I don't know what kind of paperwork they would keep down here Um, I don't know if you tried to write underwater but uh, ink doesn't keep to paper very well stone tablets okay okay. so Lern you gotta calm down over there you're smashing some rocks Um, I'm just showing you how to do
3: it (laughs)
0: Would you prefer to enter the Temple of Valstuj with its open doors left open as if to welcome in visitors, or to try and explore the windmill or the uh, administrative building?
2: We don't have time to uh, dilly-dally. I think we go straight for the Temple of Valstuj.
4: If we have enough time, we're going. Let's go to the administrative building after, if we have time.
2: Yeah, we can celebrate there and you know, with some proper paperwork and bureaucracy.
0: What a celebration for pirates. (laughs) Um, You push off from the uh, surface of the ground near you, shoving off of an old pillar uh, covered in algae and swim your way forward through the water Uh, again, feeling the strange feeling as you breathe deep of seawater and it flows through your lungs and yet you do not drown as the druidic magic uh, shapes your body to have gills and be able to filter it. You feel the water push out of your lungs again and it feels almost like your body wants to tell you you're drowning. You're about to meet that sailor's devil and yet you do not drown. You pull yourselves through the water, breaststroking your way forward and towards those doors. Who is leading the way? I can lead the way. Jules, uh, you find your pale, like, scar-cut skin, or scar-crossed skin sort of glitters in the sunlight, piercing through the turquoise water around you. You move your way towards the uh, door, and as you kind of stop at the threshold of it, you realize within is pure inky blackness uh, do you have devil's sight
5: I don't think all right do. Um,
0: you stare into the inky blackness your eyes is attempting to adjust to it and you realize that there are no uh, skylights or holes in the roof of this room meaning to enter into this uh, into this temple is to uh, abandon yourself into pure darkness do you um, do so
5: well is this the kind of thing that i'm not very used to my magic so i'm kind of thinking about can i like identify what kind of thing this is and whether or not it would be something that could be dispelled or if it's a curse or
0: something do you spend 10 minutes out here casting identify oh, or like are I, you oh, not like actually identify but um... oh okay you're not actually identify um you can make an arcana check
5: okay cool i got a arcana arcana
0: eight (laughs) uh it seems to be as far as you can tell just natural darkness from being a hundred feet below the waves and the interior of a four-story temple with no light sources pointing in
5: that makes some sense mingling
0: with probably a lot of octopus ink
5: uh celestia could you make it lighter in here somehow if I don't usually do my tomb raiding under the sea, but it does usually help to have some light to shine the way.
1: I don't really have a good way of doing it. I mean, I can cast a moonbeam, but oh. that might be more painful. Sorry did you did you say there was magic here, or it's just no? It's just
4: the dark room beneath the waves.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Is anybody else?
4: Can I see anything with my goggles that have light on them? Uh your dark vision goggles shine into this uh under or sorry,
0: it's not dark vision, right? It's uh it's not
4: no. What's the spell? It is let me look.
2: They're not goggles of night, right? It's just your magical tinkering.
4: Yeah, it's just magical tinkering. I forgot what it does though.
2: I think it's just five foot
0: radius of light. So as you kind of peer into the entrance uh, with that light shines out kind of masked and dim in the darkness, uh, reflecting everything in a bluish green hue. And as you look in, you, though, immediately realize the floor around or at the entrance is painted with a beautiful mosaic of that's uh, sort of covered in mud and grime. But it's clear there's a beautiful mosaic uh, being painted out in the tiles. You can't see enough to get much of an idea of it, though.
4: Hmm. <laughs> How does it work if I have goggles and then someone casts invisibility on me? Do I just look like a shining light? Probably.
0: Yeah, because fairy fire makes the illuminates the thing in light. I'd say that happens. Huh. Okay,
4: I don't think that'll help me. Hey, there's some on the floor over here.
0: Oh, uh-huh. You all kind of crowd around at the entrance. You see that the floor of this main entry hall is uh, clearly done up in a mosaic, although it's been poorly maintained. Otherwise, though, it is just dark blackness beyond five feet.
4: Does someone want my goggles? One of you guys might be able to solve this quicker than me. Um, I could
5: could probably use those. Is there any writing?
4: Put these on.
0: Uh... Phil, you pull off your goggles and you feel the rush of the cold water uh, crashing across your eyes. It feels kind of nice compared to like the blistering sun up above. But you can tell that if you're down here for too long, you guys will get pruned and chilly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you feel that refreshing water against your eyes. You pass the goggles over to Jules, who putting the goggles on, the light shines up around you. And you are sort of off put by the salt stinging your eyes from, you know, these goggles are full of water. In fact, you're all put off by salt stinging your eyes, but you blink it away.
5: So I guess looking closer, is there any text I can see anywhere?
0: Uh, All you can see is that uh, in that five foot space uh, from looking in from outside is that it seems the floor is tiled with large, maybe like one foot by one foot across tiles that seem to be shaping a mosaic. But you can only see a small portion of it because you're at the entrance and only looking at five feet in
5: all right well i guess this is the time where we have to have some bravery let's go and i uh swim
0: forward
4: whoa whoa whoa! wait hold on maybe you can be brave but why don't i put this rope around you and maybe you tug on it if you're scared and i'll pull you out really quick so jules
0: pushes into the uh room just like drifting a few feet in as phil starts calling out to uh Wait, wait, let's work this rope. And Jules, do you sort of do you pause and let them work? Or like just inside the entrance and sort this out?
5: Where uh, do you pause keep going? For a second, and I'll encourage them to come with me.
2: Yeah, I'll swim uh, right behind uh, Jules.
0: Yeah, everyone but Jules, make a perception check.
2: Everyone but Jules. <laughs> oh, Does my dark vision help at all in here?
0: Uh, yeah, if you have dark vision, yeah, as you start to look in, uh, you see much more of the room. It's still dark, or like inky and black because it is underwater and never thought about that. How it's, you can kind of see without goggles underwater and salt water, but your visibility is only like 15 feet. Um, so you look around, and that's not necessarily true. You look around though, with your dark vision as you uh, pull forward, uh, and what is everyone else's perception? Nine. Nine. Thirteen. 17.
2: Six.
0: Uh, 13, 17. All right. Uh, those of you without dark vision, you spot something large suddenly pass behind Jules. Uh, Rubert, you being uh, able to see, or dark vision, you're in like, the low light in there. Actually, it's not even low light, but the little light glimmering out from around Jules, you get a much bigger visual as a large octopus, the largest you've ever seen, easily 15 feet uh, in length, passes behind Jules in one quick motion. Its large eye turns towards him as it drifts across the hall. In here, with your sort of a secluded vision and the reduced light from uh, what, like, pure darkness around you, You can tell that this entry or the room in front of you is an entry chapel. Uh, The light stretches out in dim light, maybe fifteen feet. It's a large enough space that even then you can't see the walls to the left and right. But you can see that it is supported by central columns that disappear high into darkness above you. These central columns are similarly lined with or like decorated to look like tentacles curling up around. and in each of the tentacles you note, or not in each of them, but you note on many of them in the suckers along them is decorated a ruby eye studded inside it. As if whatever creature they're uh, drawn to look like had to arms with eyes in its suckers, um, and many of these are made up of ruby. But uh, the, the, the octopus drifts out of view, not attacking, but it's clear that it's in here. In fact, you notice several others drifting about this room. It is clear that this uh, room is near full of octopi.
2: Terrifying.
0: Or octopodes, your call.
2: Yes, this is kind of their uh, domain, Oct- isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so let us just go with them. We do not uh, act hostily towards them. Otherwise, we are truly fucked. All right. So, yeah, uh, let's... No sudden movements. we are not on our home territory. They're not T-Rexes. They can see when you stay still or move. Don't show your teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. You, uh, reluctantly, you push into the... Or you swim your way into the room. All of you crowding near to, uh near to Jules being the only light source. If you're not, like, within five feet of Jules, you find yourself sort of lost into an inky darkness, swimming to catch up to that light, and noticing that there are things cloaked on the walls around you doing the same. In fact, here and there, you see an octopus suddenly move that you didn't know was even there, its body having shaped and changed in color to perfectly mimic the uh, floor of this chamber. And as you go further... You begin to realize the mosaics around you are painted, uh, er done up to and painted to look like tentacles writhing about the ground, all leading to one central place. Your heart pounds beneath the water as you find, or as you follow the trail these tentacles lead deeper and deeper into the uh, this main cathedral hall, deeper and deeper into this swirling dark abyss. You look behind you, and the uh, front door in where the sunlight seems to beam down seems impossibly far away. Between you and there is a sea of unfathomable darkness in which countless uh, uh, many tentacled things swim about you you cling close to each other the sun's light no longer reaching you, the warmth of it no longer filling you, here the water is cold and it is bitter and you feel the depth of uh, hundred feet of ocean above you, you wonder what if Celeste just ended the magic could you get out? What If you swam up, you'd be trapped in this place. If you swam back, could you reach the door and get high enough up? You feel that pressure building, that trapped feeling getting worse and worse. And then it reaches its peak as you find the central altar of this chamber, it looks like a massive beaked head sticking out of the ground, it's, uh, its beak wide open, its several like rings of fangs, jagged and twisting in different directions, poking up around you. You almost scream at the first sight of it, looking like a kraken rearing out of the dark, only to realize it is, in fact, a stone-carved altar done in the likeness of a head of a kraken. The shape is strange and eerie, looking half shark, looking half octopus, looking another half something completely unfathomable. Its shape is almost oddly resembling a bird, and yet still impossible to grasp truly what it looks like. It is shaped like nothing of this world, as you look at it.
2: The shapes. They're all wrong. The non-Euclidean geometry.
5: <laughs> what are we doing in these cyclopean ruins?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as you uh and, and as you sit there staring at the uh or staring almost entranced by the terror of this uh Krakenhead altar, a voice sings out through the water. Who dares to enter? Who enters the house of Alsturge, who comes to seek the blessing of the kraken, who comes to pay for their curse. And swimming out of the darkness overhead, you see a massive woman. I say massive because she is the size of that octopus that swam by moments ago. Her tentacles, yes, she has tentacles stretching out the back of her, uh, reach 15 feet back as they trail. Her body is spilling out, humanoid above, uh, octopus below, as she swims overhead. She has the gray, like, the Pale gray-blue skin of a drow, made almost nightmarish here in this inky blackness. Her hair is a pale white that hangs behind her. She looks like the nightmare version of a merfolk. And the woman stops before you, uh, lingering just at the edge of the light. You see her there, staring at you with the cunning and the hunger of a shark. Who dares to enter? And she speaks to you in common.
2: <clears throat> uh, I, I am Rubert Graysan, Captain of Malone's Borealis, and I like bow as much as you can while swimming.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you attempt to bow. and actually, I actually need an acrobatics to see if you can.
2: Oh, cool. I'm good. Because you
0: are underwater. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Acrobatics 19.
0: Um, you uh, actually manage a pretty successful bow. Um, and <clears throat> she looks down at you and says, Ah, you come seeking counsel? Help? Or you come to steal the treasures of Valustouge? And she looks at you with an anger at that.
2: No, we would not dare to steal from the mighty Valstooge. We seek to remove a blessing. Curse? Blessing? (laughs) I'm trying to gauge how she thinks of the Kraken.
0: Uh, as you uh, kind of say that, uh, she says and you don't know which a blessing a curse it could be either a blessing granted to one by Valstuge is oft a curse to another and she smiles a knowing grin at that all teeth like
2: a shark's well whichever it is I, I do not want it anymore Can you help with that? She looks almost affronted for
0: a moment and raises a hand to her chest. Uh, It heaves there beneath layers of kelp and she says, Oh, but of course, dear. That's what I do, after all. That's what I live for. I am here at all hours waiting for you poor helpless people. You poor helpless unfortunate souls i wait here to help you to bring you aid to do all i can to make sure your lives are easy and gentle thank you that's very kind she smiles and says i do what i can as all must and tell me you have a curse. And suddenly, uh, as she moves forward, the room seems to light up, as if a small glowing fish alight themselves in the room, likely at her command. And as she does so, the room uh, and the room begins to lighten. You get a sense that this room is it is pretty large. It's maybe fifty feet by eighty feet, but it. The real height of it is the four-story tall chamber you find yourself in. Circling about it, uh, seemingly caught in a current, are slow-drifting octopi. Dozens and dozens of them of various sizes. Here and there, you see another one of that 15-foot length. uh, But many of them are small, and dotting in amongst them are these small glowing fish, bioluminescent here, as they spin upwards Throughout this chamber looking like a massive kraken swirling through the water. And despite the brightness glowing and making the room feel more welcoming, uh, less intimidatingly oppressively dark, you're struck with this, the sense, the memory of when you were aboard the Sturge and a Kraken arrived to tear the Sturge into the water. The sight of these tentacled pillars stretching into the air above you reminds you of those Kraken tentacles breaking from the surface before crashing down onto the ship. The sight of the uh, Kraken's head thrusting up from the ground Makes your mind remember something it desperately tried to forget the sight of that head beneath the whirlpool that consumed the Sturge. You look at this chamber and you're met with a mixed feeling of terror and of, of relief at the lack of infinite darkness. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw, everyone, DC 10, to see if you are frightened.
2: Crit missed. makes sense that you'd be a little more
0: vulnerable
4: <laughs> anyone else
1: got make it or fail got 16
4: 17 again
0: Jules 9 made it. Jules you made it yep. uh, so anyone who is frightened you have disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws and attack rolls while you are in this room uh, everyone else you uh, kind of shudder but shake off the fear. So Zelnern and uh, and Rubert, the two of you are frightened and have disadvantage while in this room. But the Kraken Priestess, which she now introduces herself as, says, I am Yalagwa Maladuin, and it is my sincerest honor to have the chance to help a poor, unfortunate soul like yourself. And she seems to be staring straight at Rubert. You, of course, are the curse bearer yeah, 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 yes i am yes i am the cursed one. Oh, oh don't be afraid child she says and she moves herself towards you her size is terror er, tremendous and terrifying at the same time behold to behold you realize even without the tentacles she'd be a large creature as if a giant Uh, turned or a ogre turned into a merfolk and yet her face seems like it was once pretty or at least bears the facade of beauty masking something wicked beneath oh don't tremble don't be afraid child Lialagua will help tell me the curse is it a kraken sent to take you
2: Ye- yes, eventually. it's. I think by nightfall it will be upon us. She nods and says, Terrible, terrible.
0: Krakens can be most terrifying, can't they? Yes. Yes, they can. <laughs> but not to worry, for Valsturj is the Elder Thing. He is the creature of the deep from which all krakens spawn. If a kraken is what seeks you, Valstuge is what seeks you. And if Valstuge is what seeks you, well, Yalagua can make it cease to seek. I'll help you, you poor unfortunate soul. She swims away from you as she says that, uh, moving up into the air or the water above you. The perspective is disorienting as she is encircled by this uh, sort of not twister, but this underwater cyclone of octopi, and from this position above you all, she looks down and says, Each of you, I can help with the blessings of El but none are so more pressing than that of your dear captain. What is your name, dear captain, dear
2: child? Ruber Graysand. Perhaps your father.
1: Make
0: uh, an insight check. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Before this happens, while they're talking, can I cast Bless on Zelnern and Rubert? Yes. Because I can see that they're afraid.
0: Okay. Because that's rad. Thank you. So you guys have plus 1d4 to all of your attacks and ability checks as well during this.
1: Yeah. To try to save the disadvantage of it.
0: Yeah. I like that. Um... Alright, so, uh, Rubert, uh, or actually everyone can make an insight check as Rubert introduces himself as Rubert Graysand.
2: Uh, 16.
0: Anyone else attempting it?
2: 22.
4: Seven, 17, my third one in a row, baby.
0: I got
1: an 8.
5: I got a 14.
4: Yeah,
0: well, all of you. Um, you can catch a quick flash of interest in that name as he introduces himself as Robert Gray Sand. She smiles and says, and the rest of you, I am, as I've introduced myself, Yalagwa Maladwine, the speaker for Valstuge. Might I have your names? And your ears feel, or those of you with any sort of religious mind, feel uncomfortable at the way she asked, may I have your name?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I, like, is there a religious significance to this that I might be aware of? I've studied some uh, religion.
4: You make a religion check.
0: Okay, I got a... Ma'am,
4: my name is uh, Nathaniel Ocean II. And is that one real or which one's fake? Do you even know? I
5: got a 17.
4: It's hard to tell.
0: Uh, 17. Um, you know that many people believe there's power in names, although uh, usually that only applies to creatures not of the mortal plane. However, there are spells that key off of knowing, or like if you know more about somebody, you have more ability to watch them scry. Um, But normally creatures of the mortal plane are protected from true names. Like Mm. from anything holding their true name. Um, My name is Jules Haddock. Jules precious things aren't they and she gestures to where you see or the fish seem to move as if illuminating all of the rubies studying the uh, uh, studying the uh, pillars going up those eye, those bejeweled eye sockets in set inside the uh, sucker cups of the tentacles on the pillars and you realize they go from rubies at the base gradually moving to emeralds to sapphires to those are the only gems I know off the top of my head, but escalating to different and more luscious types of gems as they go high. Your, uh, your mind fills with the thought of just how much booty is in this room. Uh, but, she, uh, uh, but she looks down at you and says, Jewels, Rubert, Grayson. And you, Nathaniel? Hello. Uh, hi. Nathaniel. And the two of you, she says, her attention turning to Zelnern and Celeste.
1: Am I able to tell if there's a way to, like, not give my name without insulting her?
0: Uh, you can make a history check with disadvantage to see if you know anything about interacting with the uh, rules and customs beneath the sea.
1: got a 12.
0: Um, as far as you're aware, if someone asks for has introduced themselves and you're asking for their help and you don't give them your name, it's kind of socially awkward at best. Um, but you figure you could like fast talk your way out of it unless she presses for it too hard
1: if I like go
0: with a nickname or something. Yeah, I mean, you just heard Danny Ocean here give a fake name, so.
4: I was about to ask if I need a role for lying. (laughs) Uh, Are you lying? Well, out of character, I don't think Five Collins is Five Collins or Daniel Ocean or Nathaniel Ocean. All right, then I do need a deception. Okay, I'm gonna use my inspiration on it. Sorry to interrupt you. Okay. That was a 20.
0: All right, not, not um, She doesn't seem to call you out or anything, so perhaps your lie worked. Uh, Celestin Zelnern, do you give your names to uh, the Kraken priestess? Um, well, my like my that... name
3: is Shelly because I have a shell. I
0: need a deception on that. <laughs> Pretty cute name, though.
5: To be fair, fifteen.
0: All it's, right, boy uh, too. And <laughs> Celeste.
1: You can call me Kel, if you'd like.
0: Kel, Shelley, Nathaniel, Jules, Rupert, Grace. And as she says the name again, you can tell she seems to only be dwelling on that surname. Well, cursed. Terrible, terrible thing to be cursed. I'm eager to help you, my poor little unfortunate souls. Tell me. Because I know the nature of the curse. I know it so well. But who... Who gave their blessing of Valstouche and put it upon you? And what did you do to deserve it? It was... I won't judge. I simply need to know which of the many out there have lost their right to call upon the name of
2: Valstouche. It was a hag... I believe the one that cursed me was deranged (laughs) Jenny Sandbones.
0: Oh, the hags of Queen Illyria. She seems to think for a moment and says, she used that on you after what she offered to have the chance to place that that curse was not meant for you, and what do you, who are you that she chose to levy it upon you? What is your significance? your place? What is it that what she the price she paid makes it worth it to her to have cast such a curse upon you?
2: She paid with her life.
0: a life is a paltry, passing thing. What is it that you who are you that she would throw what
2: the price that she is paying away for that? I ended her coven. Her sisters were cast aside before her, and in her last desperate attempt, she put her curse in her final words on me.
0: She laughs and she says, Ha 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 ha! What unfortunate, unfortunate souls those hags were. Such a pity, such a waste. But they are as chaotic as a squall in the summer. They were not the chosen of Valstuge. Just out of vengeance or a desire to survive that is not a good reason to use your curse offered by valstooge a waste really and i can speak for valstooge i do it was not deserved for that for you to have such a thing placed upon you thank you that's what i said we'll make quick work of removing it We'll make sure that curse is gone before the elder thing wakes in the mo- in the night. We'll make sure nothing comes seeking your pres- precious ship
2: nor to take your soul. That's that's good. But I do It's what I live for. I do have to ask. Does this come with a Yes. Does this come with a price? Uh she says, "Oh my. Well, now that you ask there is
0: a small price a trifle really you'll hardly even notice that uh, you're being asked to do it in fact the price may end up a bounty for you as well you see when the elder thing Valstuge wakes when he come or when he wakes at nightfall I will go, as I always do, to the edge of the abyss. I will stand there and I will shout to Valstuge the names of those things pledged to him. Names that include, among others, Gray Sand. And I will say that name unto Valstuge, and he will feel his hunger rise. And they will be his to devour. Now, if I am to tell, or to fail to tell Valstuja a name, he will know. It will feel the absence of its hunger. It will feel that emptiness. And it will ask me, what am I forgetting? What is it being denied? And as you might imagine, The great thing that broke Warthal Keel for denying it its worships would not be so generous to a priestess like myself if I am to just deny it. So Velstuge will want to do. And again, a trifle. You'll feel as if you came out ahead on this deal, I can be sure of it. There are those who ask for... Or who think that what I seek... Is... In the, Well, in the past... I have been known to be rather... And she kind of circles about the hall... As she says this... Octopi joining and mingling with her... I seem to have... Or in the past I've been greedy in my asks... And I've seen the way people refuse that... Only to go out and be devoured... And it is a waste because the word of Valstuge could spread so much further if they did not deny. I could ask you for a hundred souls. That's been done. I could ask for a crew of yours. I'm sure you have a crew at the edge of mutiny. They always are when people come cursed and seeking to be freed. You could offer them up into the crevice to feed Valstuge in your stead and she pauses a moment as if fishing to see if that idea of she's saying here's what I could ask appeals to you all. How do you all respond as she's entertaining the idea of you having to offer your crew's souls up to this elder kraken?
2: No. It is me the kraken wants. I should be the only one to pay the price.
3: That's just one soul then. I guess we could do that. How many
2: what's the the
4: the trading rate here. We got some people in the brig. You want all of them? Can we barter?
0: Your people of the surface, ever the mercantilists. Oh, such a splendid thing, bartering. <laughs> there are values to souls, some worth more than others. Some that Valstuge hungers for more than he hungers for others. But it is not a quality you could measure it is a metric of what Valstuge is owed now I could ask for those 40 souls but that would not satisfy nothing truly will satisfy him Even your soul would not satisfy that stooge. Even that would leave the elder thing returning to its slumber with the rest of dead worth al keel, frustrated and dreaming poorly. No, better instead are those souls owed to it that do not come as you've done, seeking freedom. Better are the souls who hide where they think Velstoog cannot reach. Velstoj, the elder thing that broke the land, the elder thing that tore Walthal Keel from the land and drowned it beneath the waves. There are two who hide from Valstuj and think themselves safe. If you seek either of these and you offer them up to valstooge there will be great satisfaction for him oh neither are good creatures neither will cause your morals any qualms I know for you, creatures above the water, your codes, your ethics, your honor, is always so perfect, so precious. But these two souls belonging, one beneath the waves, and one sails upon them. And yet the one who sails upon them hides on land, a creature out of its element. And the one of the seas ...hides in their marshes. Two places they think Velstuge's tentacles cannot reach. But you, if you agree, will be Velstuge's tentacle. You will go showing that it can reach. And you will take their lives. And you will ensure they know that they are being taken by cultists of Valstuge, The octopuses all seem to stop their concentric circles, pausing and bobbing in place, almost in perfect unison. And she stops lowering and lowers herself to the same level as you in the water and says, where basically with her framed by the great kraken head altar behind her and says, are you interested in offering up wicked souls to Valstuge?'" One wicked soul will end the curse upon you and while you seek Valstu His children of the sea will not haunt you.
2: Rubert is there a floor to this place?
0: Yeah, it's like that mosaic of the tentacles.
2: Yeah, Rubert will kinda of like just sink to the floor of the temple and then approach her and then kneel on the ground on one knee and I'll pull out my blade and like raise it up and bow she smiles and
0: she says see a trifling ask truly and she looks to the rest of your crew will you not also join are you not also curious of those who have denied a great power its due
3: what were the um the, lo- the land laws that he- they broke
0: Land laws <laughs> They broke no laws of land They, oh, Their lives Their beings Their selves Are owed to Valstuge Because others Have demanded it They have been offered To Stuge. And he shall have what is offered to him. I'll tell you more of them. One of them, a lizard folk queen. She seeks to undo the stability of us, of our undersea life. You know little of it on the land above, on your wooden boats that sail the sea. But beneath the waves, we have a careful balance. Here in the sea, where the tides and currents pull, under the sea, there is a balance. A careful, careful balance. And yet, a lizard folk queen seeks to draw to her an army to make war that will spell disaster for the sea. And for your precious land. In fact, she plots it even now, bringing weapons crafted by your land folk themselves into her midst. She conspires with your outlaws and brings together the lesser lords of the sea. And she will bring war and destruction across all of the seas and land that you know as the Shattered Isles. Her soul has been offered by someone who has paid greatly to Valstuge. Her soul belongs to him. That is the first of the mark. She hides in the island land you call Providence in its bayous and marshes, where she thinks the great kraken cannot swim. But you can prove her wrong. You can be his tentacle. The other, a pirate like yourselves. She is a creature, half dragon, half Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. She sails the sea brazenly, until she sailed into the wrong waters she and her crew offered up a price to Valstuge offered up a payment and they refused to pay an enemy of theirs offered their soul and Velstuge charged uh, asked very little as the offering to, ta- to send his children to take it and yet, when the children went to take it, and she turns back almost ashamed, the children took the wrong ship—a fleeing ship, caught in the same or caught next to Captain Goldier's boat, the Nasher. This sturge, this useless vessel, was dragged beneath the waves by the children, and Goldier escaped. The craven has fled, though. Escaping two kraken since, and fled herself into a mountain hold, impenetrable, fortified by those creatures, those mountain things that do never that never dwell beneath the waves. Dwarfs, she says. No, <laughs> R D W O F. As a uh, sea kraken or as a kraken priestess, she has never met a dwarf. Uh, Goldeer flees to this mountain home And thinks herself safe in her island Thinks herself unreachable by the tentacles of Falstouge. Either soul will do Goldir or the Lizard Folk Queen Both are owed And neither would have any scruples to your morals Both are threats to your surface of the world. Both, the world would be better to see slain. And killing either would promise great treasure, great booty, I believe you say, and great opportunity. You see, a trifle, you'd find yourself coming ahead just by paying your debts to Valstuj.
1: Wouldn't that also make us cultists of us and giving up the people, the gods we currently worship?
0: Gods? <laughs> worship of gods?
1: <sighs>
0: there are those who turn from the elder worship. Those who don't understand the elder worship. You worship gods because you hope they'll give you something. We worship the elder things because it is what? because they are made to be worshipped the shattered isles are filled with tales of people turning from Valstuge of people refusing Valstuge and those things that dwell in the deep and the very land was broken for that brazen ask ancient ones you call them fools I say Fools who turned and had the land broken by those who came before Vastouge. So gods that you worship? It is the same as saying the employer you serve. You can serve an employer and you can worship Vastouge. For your gods are nothing more than that.
1: So, uh, after this one life is given, would
0: Valstuge require more? Valstuge only asks what is owed. So long as no one makes an offering to demand your lives, then Valstuge is not owed you after you pay this price. A one-in-done, as you might say.
2: No strings attached. This seems a fair deal, but I am the only life Valstuge is owed. I believe I should be the only one who should have to swear service. My crew does not need to swear their lives to him.
0: It... Uh, she, uh... I'm going to need a persuasion from you. You do have disadvantage because you're still frightened as you say this, um, but you also have bless from Celeste, and if anyone else assists, so you can get advantage. so yeah, I give him a thumbs up for that one while he <laughs> does it.
1: Can I also cast guidance?
0: And you toss a guidance on. All right, so you're rocking
4: a D4, a D4 normal. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll come with you, Cap. Uh, it'll be a cool fight to watch when you duel both of them. <laughs>
2: It only has to be one, but you're all coming along for the ride. I just don't want you to have to swear your souls. Alright. Eight plus four, twelve plus seven, nineteen. She looks and says, Ah,
0: so be it. Rubert, Gray Sand, do you consent to offer yourself your service to Valstuge?
2: I do. Do I, like, cut my hand or something?
0: Oh, no. Blood in these waters would leave each of you devoured in mere moments. There is more than octopi in these halls. Such sharks as you can't imagine dwell within the temple of Val Stuge, and things bigger than you can conceive are in the uh, are in the abyss just beyond. No, instead, she says, and she reaches into the air, and an octopus comes moving down, or into the water, and a an octopus comes moving down towards her through the water. Several of them, rather and begin to weave, uh, or swimming about her, begin to weave uh, kelp and uh, like seagrass together. You recall that kelp in the Shattered Isles is very rare. It's considered a thing that only grows so deep down where it's cold and where light does not reach, and there is no god, and Melora can't even save. In the Shattered Isles, kelp is considered a wicked and scary and abyssal thing. It is a. It is a alien plant to be seen here and as these octopi produce kelp from somewhere deep within this temple they weave them together until she has in her hands what looks like a large necklace not so thick or like basically made of that bowl kelp you know the one that's a whip on the beach Mm -hmm. Uh, a large necklace like that not so large that it couldn't be hidden but large enough that it's not like you need bulky clothes to hide it She extends it forward and says, You will wear this as a mark, a signal. Through it, Velstouj will know if you are true to him. And you shall be sure to wear it. When you kill whichever you choose to kill, you will be sure they see it. And you will be sure that through it, Velstouj sees them. When you have slain them you will place this around their neck and in doing so the service will be done. She holds the kelp necklace out to you uh, Robert, and she says you need only take it and there is a shark smile on her face.
1: Are we sure this is the only way?
2: I reach out and I grab it.
0: Uh, you take it and uh she helps you slide it onto your neck and over your head. It fits well, but kind of too... Or as it like gets down, she reaches out with one large, grubby hand and pulls the bulb to the side, causing it to twist and tighten. You realize it is... It's not stuck there, but it is a, just tight enough that it's a constant reminder of your uh, impending service to Valstuge. Uh, it's a little tight. Oh, <laughs> heavy is the yoke she then turns and says well your bodies must be pruning terribly but I invite you to explore to enjoy Warthal Kiel for all that you wish to but I warn you to keep yourselves clear of the vault of Valstuge you will not go near it you shall not touch it and I would advise you not to enter or not to go into the windmill. It can't go well for you if you do. But Warthalkiel is yours to explore. Goodbye.
3: What, what about the administrative We're, building?
0: That is the vault of Valsturz. Oh. Do oh, not oh. go near it. Oh, oh, that's... And stay away from the windmill. Yeah. So one. She begins to push away and says,
4: Wait, "Hey, I know it's a bad time.
0: <laughs> oh. It's a bad
4: time, but uh, do you uh, have
0: something you need? I'm always ready to help poor, unfortunate souls."
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's kind of a long shot, but it, are there? Do you know where we could get? I well, I have two questions. Okay, do you know how many people Vastuge took on the Sturge? How many crew members survived, or do you know how many people he took to the depths?
0: There is no roster.
4: Well, I didn't know if you like spoke the names or if you took a tally. I, I don't know how this works. I'm new. Uh, my second question. Uh, <laughs>
0: I speak the names of those souls that are owed. The children of Valstuge. They seek out those that are owed. But they devour and kill all the same whatever they might find, regardless of if it's owed elder things after all are to us what you view fish as to yourselves and what the fish views another fish and that fish views another fish and so on until you have the tiny little krill who eat other little small things i don't know much about sea anatomy uh <laughs>
4: okay well i know based on how you're explaining things you kind of work uh- Uh, at a higher pay grade than i do in terms of how the world works but i have to ask do you have any like undersea maps or anything around here we could borrow you know it was hard getting here uh from the surface but if we do from underwater you know it might be i don't know what i'm asking i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) ma'am you simply
0: feel the currents you have to have grown in it you have to have understood it Navigation is a feeling for us. But trust me, so long as you have... If so long as you have the mark of Verstouge... You shall have no trouble finding yourselves here. In fact, she turns to Rubert, Be wary of your heading, for you will find that if your mind goes to... Er, if your mind begins to rest, to relax... You may find yourself changing direction coming back here simply through subconscious desire simply through the call of the
2: void It's a good thing I'm not the navigator
0: So uh she looks around and says Is there anything else Yelagwa like Maladwin Kraken Priestess voice Savel Sturg can do for
2: you Jules Selnar Celeste nothing
3: I think you've actually okay, okay. done a lot for us already I, I I appreciate it thank you
0: for your time
2: you don't want a dope matching necklace? no okay.
0: <laughs> no, thank you be sure to keep that on she says as she starts to push away uh, and the lights begin to die out the glowing fish no longer glowing and the darkness seems to return remember to keep that mark upon you if you should remove it the children won't know not to seek, and she disappears into the darkness of the temple. As she said, Warthal kiel is yours to explore if you want, but stay away from the Vault of and don't go near the windmill.
5: I'm glad we didn't go near the windmill or into the Vault of <laughs> right,
2: Let's get That's the hands up here.
4: I'm kind of nervous about taking this this axe or hammer or whatever we found wrapped in cloth. I'm just throwing
2: that out there. Oh, oh, we should have asked her while she was here. Eh, whatever. Let's. We'll just keep it wrapped up and. Um, you know what? Maybe just drop it on our way out. <laughs> just leave it here at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> but we should go. We should, I. Yeah, let's get out of here.
0: Uh, you swim towards. Or you turn back towards the entrance. And once more, that impossibly long and yet so short depth of and field of blackness is between you and the door you and salvation you and sun you and melora's water not this cold sunless heatless thing that you find yourself in now you've never swam faster in your life than it takes you to get back to that door and you break from it and start swimming towards the surface and as you look above you Uh, You see that the fish have mostly cleared away from here, the octopi uh, have withdrawn inside the temple, and you swim towards the surface, seeing the uh, shadow of Melora's Borealis above, Um, and you swim as fast as you can in that direction. Shortly after you break the surface and you're climbing onto uh, the, actually it's not the Muller's Borealis, at this point you're climbing onto the Naughty Dreams. The two crewmen let you left behind uh, are clearly in an argument about which one of them could arm wrestle a shark. And uh, you two, climb, or the four of you climb on board looking a little flustered from your encounter. Um, and the, the crew looks over and says, Any loot?
5: Nope, not this Home
0: time, boys.
4: What do you guys do with Amory? Young Amory. Sweet Amory.
0: Ah, he's here. They point to where uh, Amory is. And I forgot he was there. So he's there at the back of the boat saying, these two idiots think that they could beat a shark. They obviously couldn't beat a shark. And one says, I know I couldn't beat him, so he didn't arm wrestle. I bet I could get that flipper. And he says, you couldn't do that because he'd eat you. Uh, And they continue the debate over whether or not they could arm wrestle a shark.
2: I mean, Amory's got the point.
4: You want to bet Grog on it? I bet you. I bet you can't.
2: <laughs> we don't need to lose a crew member.
0: <laughs> uh, after some uh, arguing over this, they start rowing you back to the Molores Borealis. You once you get back on deck, you find yourself wet and cold, but I guess the sun uh, is starting to heat you up, and uh, you're enjoying, I guess, the the. Bright light uh, here, the sounds of the surface, the uh, seagulls, the sight of some uh, like uh, flying fish jumping out of the water. Uh, one of the crews says they see a dolphin to the, to the off the port side bow. And these signs of Melora are sort of reminding you of the joy of the ocean and not that dreadful dark place, that deep place beneath. But you find yourselves get, having a moment together to uh, recap what just happened.
2: Well, it seems we have two choices. We hunt down Gul'deer, who, hey, we already the hold the grudge against anyway, and is with the dwarves. So that's, what, three birds, one stone that we're beating to death?
5: Yeah, as soon as... Uh, Flippled walk. <laughs> as soon as you start Gul'deer, <laughs> I just thought about Hacksaw and... If they're running around chasing down ships and sacrificing them to that kraken, I just don't want anyone else to die. Maybe that's for the best.
2: Yes, this may end up being a good thing. You got. I need to, um, I need to go sit down for a little bit, um, but, uh, thats is, that that is my thoughts um, uh, I, at these uh, and Robert's like very distracted as he walks to the captain's quarters
0: Rubert do you make a, a point of hiding the uh, necklace beneath your uh, clothes or is it on display for the crew to see you know most people could see would see this and because they might not be like ah mark of El Stouge, but because kelp is thought of as an abyssal weird thing they'd see it and be like oh
2: um yeah i don't think to hide it i think i'm just kind of like tugging at it and just like but yeah i don't hide it
1: you should hide that or we'll get a mutiny for sure uh we're on melora's waters and you're showing off kelp (laughs) i'm I'm not trying to
2: show it off i'm just like itching at it but i'll wrap my red cloak around it like a scarf around my neck
1: yeah, hide that shame. No one likes <laughs> right. Valstuge up here. I'm like really disgusted by it because I follow stars, which is, are really bright lights, and this is really gross to me.
0: That's fair. Alright, so everyone but Rubert is uh, together discussing that they just saw Robert, uh pledge himself as a cultist of Valstuge for the sake of trying to free himself from a curse.
4: Yeah, that was pretty fucked up, but I mean, good on him for not making us do it, too, right?
1: I wouldn't have yes. done it anyway.
3: And, yeah. and he is right. We can go after someone that we were going to go after eventually anyways.
4: Hey, well, I'm going to go check on my chickens in my bunk. Come get me if you need me.
3: I forgot you had chickens. <laughs> Are those ready for me yet?
4: And I'm nursing them back to health. I gotta go. Alright, so uh, Doug steps away as well.
0: Does anyone have any lasting commentary on it? Because you all haven't decided where you're going next, so maybe it's... It's
2: Phil, not Doug.
0: What did I say? Doug? Ah, Phil. Uh... <laughs> oh, bad DM. Uh, Phil, you head off to your chickens. Uh, the remaining three of you, Jules, Zelnern, and Celeste. <clears throat> Do you have any uh, preferences of where the where which of those two souls the crew should hunt for the Kraken? Or are you in team, we shouldn't hunt any souls and we should find some third way out?
3: Zelnern thinks we go for the lizard person queen since they're like arming and going to be a problem for us anyways.
5: I think it's uh, paltry vengeance, but if we can get, what's his name, Gulldurr?
0: Captain Goldir was captain the Goldeer. female dragonborn captain of or half dragon captain of the Nasher.
5: If we could take out Goldir, maybe that would save some souls.
1: It seems like we're all divided because I think there should be a third way out instead of following Vellstuge as if Vellstuge is just gonna drop care as soon as we give a life
5: yeah it's hard to imagine you can uh, really finish your pact with whatever that is but now that he's there can he really take it back yeah it'd be rude (laughs) rude. we wouldn't be being polite
1: (laughs) would respect a guy who (laughs) makes a deal with the devil and then pulls back his deal
0: I don't think he wants to make that deal. So, uh, hoping for maybe a third option, but not knowing of any, uh, you go about your duties on the boat until, and, you know, ensuring that everything is in tip-top shape. You recall that the crew was pretty close to mutiny, um, and while you haven't encountered a problem yet, you know that they're still at mutiny's edge unless you do something to quell that problem. What would you do to like bolster morale and quell that
2: problem? Once grog, <laughs> yeah, uh, best open one of those kegs of brandy. Yeah, we could hold
5: a uh, night. We could hold an all hands and uh, tell them that we found a solution that we're saved from the kraken.
0: Alright, so you tell them you found a solution for the Kraken, and you, uh, basically, do you, how much detail do you give the crew?
5: Oh, not much. <laughs> uh,
0: then right. this is gonna be a performance check to see if you can rally them around a, uh, you know, more just inspiring concept than actual <laughs> information.
1: Can I cast guidance as, like, uh, we had the healer in this, like, leading the way from the Troka, and... Yeah. Duels can try to say we've been healed.
5: I like it. Oh uh, that's a D4. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got performance. Ooh, 14 plus 1 D4 plus 3. So that's a got a 1 1 D4, so that's 18. 18.
0: Um, the crew Yeah, DC was 15. Uh, the crew is uh, is quelled enough. Um, with the threat of, uh, a Kraken's about to start hunting you gone. Their quality score returns to one. So it's not great off, but a mutiny's effectively been, uh, prevented. Um, a new problem might make it to where they're worse off again, but otherwise you are, uh, you're fine. Um, but the, the next, or that, I guess, afternoon, uh, you still don't have a heading of where you're returning. In fact, you're sort of at a point right now where you, and as you kind of regather on deck after... Uh, Robert, How is your time alone when you return to your your chamber, actually?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> Robert's just kind of like... He's, like, sweating. Just kind of, like, looking at his hands and, like, kind of, like, rubbing them, like, vigorously and, like, tugging at the kelp necklace and just like pacing but he's happy they're not being hunted by a kraken anymore but he's kind of wondering if he's a little in over his head by serving this kraken master now but like father like son probably yeah and kind of like thinking about the weird kelp and how it took my father's ship and i'm wondering is this maybe the same deal he made
0: <laughs> no comment um so uh you all uh are so rubert you kind of have this it's a frightful sleepless time and like a half nightmare days as you're having this um but when you all re-emerge in the i guess it'd be like evening um and the night skies up above are starting to rise above you're still near the ruin uh that you've sailed a little bit away from where Warthal Keel was, but not so far because you don't have a heading yet. Celeste, you have been poring over your maps, and you know that you are in the Merfolk Isles at the farthest reaches where they stretch into the channel of Drowned Honor. It's said that uh, if you continue along this uh, if you continue along the channel and let it keep flowing, and you keep going west for days and days and days you'll probably just wind up out at sea. But if you can find it just right, the myth or rumor or t- horror stories, ghost ship stories say that the Everstorm still swirls at the edge of the ocean uh, and deep out there in a devouring gyre and that inside the devouring gyre near the uh, precipice before all things topple over into this infinite spinning vortex of the Everstorm's remnants is the Ila Sin Vida the Isle Without Life And it is said that this is an island comprised entirely of the bones of the damned. And so the story goes that it is the seat where from the uh, drowned fleet those haunted undead ships that sail the waters come from. And it is here that the sailor's devil holds court. Realizing you probably don't want to swim out to sea in search of the devouring gyre, you look south. Uh, and realize that you could continue along the... re, or if you went south of the island you're currently at, uh, it wouldn't take long, perhaps half a day's travel, before you reach the Rie Passage. The Passage, uh is one of the best routes that leads to the uh, Chapel in uh, and Zilcomnis and the rest of the uh, Monmagie lands. It would take you, of course, by pestilent at the edge of the weird kelp, there where you'd find the uh, uh, the black alchemists in pestilent with their strange wicked potions but likely be sold into some potion makers test room or laboratory as soon as you're caught but you could continue along the repassage past pestilent and down to the vents a great ring of mountainous uh, sulfur volcanoes that it's said that there are narrow passages through that if you pass through the vents and don't have your ship destroyed um, it can bring you into a uh, ancient peaceful warm water lake or warm water sea that's hidden by this mountain range and it's said that here there are still ancient one ruins completely unplundered Uh, ruins who because it's so hard to get to have are untouched by goblins and full of all of the secrets but further on, still, past the vents, you could go along the Re Passage and all the way down into the Ancien Achapelle. There, you could find the Zil non Cyclop. you could find Turtle Bay, you could find La Isla Castillagar, you could find uh, Zilcomnis itself, you could find, or er, down on Grand Ancien, you could find countless other uh, islands, including Trezzo Zil north of the Firefingers along the Maori Passage. And Trezzo Zeal is uh, famed, you know, for being the home of the uh, pi- the Grand Pirates of the Shattered Isles. It is Trezzo Zeal where they make their court, and they make their rules and agreements. Anyone who wants to be a true pirate in the Shattered Isles is known on Trezzo Zeal, Treasure Island. And anyone who is, uh, considered exiled or tarnished among the pirates, or is someone who has been banished by the Pirate Council of Threats One such people, uh, Purple, is the Captain of the Sturge. Meanwhile, Goldir is known to be on the Pirate Council of Threats but you could also dodge past a more uh, repassage and the Maori passage, and keep—or sorry—keep going along the Maori passage down out through the tail of Ancien Chapelle, until it brings you to the Doldrums. Uh, as you curve back to the east, the Doldrums. So long as you skirt the place between the Doldrums and the drowned forest beneath the waves, you'd make your way back to the eastern mainland. And you could head up towards the Isla Diente de Pedra, the Isle of Stone Teeth, where uh, you believe from the maps you stole from the uh, uh, from the slavers in the uh, in the underground cove, is said to be Hrachamar, the Dwarven Ruin, that Captain Goldir has made her private fortress. That's the Isla Diente de Pedra but you could continue past the Isla de Pedra into Fortune's channel, and make your way back up to Port Providence, there in the comfort and safety of Melora's Vale. But on Providence Isle, in the bayous there, you know there to be this lizardfolk queen who's amassing an army. You've already found indications of it, with the, uh, weapons that, uh, apparently Gellen Primewater has been selling and arranging for these lizardfolk to have. You also heard, uh, yeah, and so you, you know that they've already been scouting out Shattered er, uh, Port Providence, or so rumor holds. Um, so this attack, this invasion, this war is likely coming. And so you find yourself basically, with that plan, having made a circle, moving along the eastern route that would take you through the Anciana Chapel, all the way up to the Ante de Pedra, back to Port Providence. Or you could go back the way you came, a much quicker and less... Uh, Circutus uh, route, you could go back the way you came, passing by uh, either through the Merfolk Islands and past Port Uscarn, with its uh, known for its pirates who didn't make it into the uh, Council of Tretsuzeel. These are the mercenary bandit robber pirates, not those uh, freebooters of the sea with honor. These are the kill anything that they see, take it all, and it doesn't matter, poor but desperate murdery pirates. And you can make that quick trip back to Port Providence, but risk Portuscarn pirates, or you could continue that same direction, dodging south of them, and passing through Azure Stand, a famed druidic stand of uh, uh, mangrove trees that stretches across the open sea. It's said to have living uh said to have uh, like one of the most uh, beautiful uh, sights to behold although everyone says only er that to step upon its uh, like land is to invite certain death and through there into the Far Vale Islands, where Camp Vengeance, an empire uh, stronghold, stands, uh, keeping all of the treasures that the empire uh, secures, all of the merchant vessels uh, that want to launch off from uh, into the deeper reaches of Agdaland land, uh, launch from Tembral Island, and from there you can make your way across to the Mer- uh, to Melora's Vale and the safety of Port Providence so three major routes there to get back to Port Providence you could take the very long route through the Ancienache or down to the Ancienash Bell, uh, or you could take the very quick dangerous route through uh, Uskarn or you could take the kind of quick route this medium speed um, without risking pirates but finding some adventure along the way And it really depends on where you're... All of these could lead you back to uh, Isla Diente de Pedra or to Port Providence. What are your thoughts, crew?
5: Well, they didn't say uh, there's a time limit on this, did they?
0: No, you just have to wear the... uh, Not the mark of Valstu... Or Ruber has to wear the mark of Valstuge about his neck until he... uh, until he places it upon the dead body of one of them, or else the Krakens won't know not to come for you.
5: So maybe uh, avoiding people would be the best.
1: I, though, either through the route of the Druidic woods to try to get some insight, or going south, because then maybe we could also get guidance from the Ancient Ones.
2: Those all sound good to me. I, I would hope to avoid the the pirates so whichever route avoids them
1: the pirates are south through the ancient uh, ones.
0: the pirates or sorry which pirates the evil bandity pirates or the uh honor among thieves pirates of Tretzazil
2: the bandity pirates honor among thieves pirates those, those are homies
0: so yeah honor among thieves pirates are south and then uh the quick east route is uh, is banditty pirates. So that leaves two options to you all. Do you take the very long route that's sort of a tour of the Shattered Isles, or would you uh, chart out a course for Azure Stand, the mangrove that to step upon its land is to invite certain death, and the Farvale Islands with its rich merchant ships guarded by imperial fleets?
2: Yeah, I think the Azure Stand. Wait, so what's the... wait? What's up with these mangrove uh, groves that you can't? Step set foot on.
0: There is a massive mangrove set in the middle of the ocean. With said, the roots stretch all the way to the sea floor, and this tree, this like island of trees, spreads out. And it's said to be a sacred druidic place. Um, but everyone, every sailor who ever has stepped upon the land is said to have died or disappeared. Is that the, the mangroves of? Are- Go ahead. No, it is not the mangroves of Obed High that are in Port Providence, but it is similar to uh, it, but it's basically a much larger, more primally powerful uh, extension of it.
1: Would I know mm-hmm. any of the history of that place as a druid with, like, yeah, grandparents uh, of the druids?
0: I'll let you make a nature check with advantage. 20. Uh, it is said by many that uh, the... Uh, it's said by a lot of, or there's a countless stories about it. It's said that, uh, the, that people die when it, they go there because terrible beasts stalk among the mangroves, jumping from tree to tree. Many stories describe these as octopi swinging across, while others say it is a tribe of monkeys who uh, have learned to use weapons and guard their secrets in Azurstand. Other stories say that people go missing because the merfolk actually tend to Azure Stand and are its keepers, and that they drag any who steps aboard it uh, down below the water. Uh, others say that there are, uh, or that it's great birds, rocks, that perch on the, uh, the vents to the southeast of, uh, or southwest of Azure Stand, which you can see towering over the mangrove. People say that great rocks which nern as you share this, quakes, uh, launch themselves from these peaks and hunt any who try to uh, step foot in the Azure Stand. One thing's for certain, and you know this with your 20 nature, is that anyone who goes there, or almost anyone who goes there, dies. And their body, or not necessarily dies, but disappears. And their body is never found. Anyone who steps foot on it. But you also know that the Azure Stand is, uh, renowned for being a place of, of, incredible primal power, and that it is a mecca for druids to travel to, it is a, uh, it is a place of pilgrimage for druids to travel to, and that it is so interlake, it's so interlinked with the, like, natural powerful elements of the Shattered Isles that it is a, uh, The druids who go there and who embrace the Azure Stand are said to, or, sorry, druids who go there and are said to reach the heart of Azure Stand and to find the Elder Tree at the center of it are able to basically become incredibly blessed or achieve some tier or level of wisdom or insight that no other can.
1: I want to go there.
5: Sounds pretty amazing, Celeste.
1: My grandma always talked about it. Well,
5: do you we
3: mention figure out how
1: people don't die there?
3: <laughs> do you mention the rocks there, or keep that to yourself?
1: Um, I mention it, but I also like tie it together with like it could be swinging octopus, it could be monkeys with weapons, it could be rocks, it could be like merfolk on land. We're not
3: going about way. I'll I'll stay on, on the ship.
2: Plank, don't
1: worry. It's as likely as a monkey octopus, which is very unlikely.
2: That sounds terrifying.
1: Right? But like it's probably not a thing, right?
2: Well, also none of us is setting foot on it, right? We're just skirting.
1: Oh, I mean, I don't know. Let's see what it this said s-
2: to re- it said to receive the druidic
0: blessing you have to reach the elder tree at the heart of the Azure
2: But doesn't anyone that sets foot on there disappear?
1: But if we like, don't set foot on the land.
3: Do you
0: know how to handstand? The heart of pirate stories is both anyone who goes there dies and also people know what happens if you go, or if you don't die when you go there, alright? That's the key of any superstitious pirate story. No survivors and also a survivor told me.
2: Okay. I mean, yeah, I would love to gaze upon this grove and that would be nice to have a Visit of, you know, a natural blessing of Valora rather than, you know, a Kraken or whatever.
1: They might know how to remove that kelp. Well, I mean, Mike, you die from Valstooge or you die from the Druid, Druidic magic. Pick your poison. I mean, you really uh, die if Valstooge gets you? kind of tortured underwater forever that doesn't sound
2: great okay you're not helping (laughs) (laughs) also it's helping us right I mean me me I'm the one who's cursed it's helping me hey let's yeah let's go that way so
0: is the crudest decision to uh, Azure stand
2: yeah I think so
0: so Azure stand that would be on the way home uh, to bring you through the Far Vale and the Tembral Islands, uh, which are host a lot of uh, merchant ships and imperial ships. Um, but then your inevitable destination after that, are you? Tro- which of these souls do you want to seek out? Would, do you, are you planning on seeking, if any, because maybe the Azure Stand offers an alternative, uh, but do, would, is your plan to seek out Captain Goldier in the uh, Isla Dienta de Pedra in the Dwarven Ruins of Hrakamar? Or is your uh, goal to seek out the lizard folk queen in uh, the bayous of Providence?
2: I think we go for gold, deer. Time for round two, Kraken boogaloo.
4: I uh, I'm down no. for either. I don't. <laughs> Phil's not voting. He just like walked off to his room and expects you guys to figure it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so Philip abstains I agree. Do
0: you
2: agree with abstention? Up. or saw history with our decision? decision. Okay, well, we have to make one.
1: We need a heading, but I don't want to vote if that kelp is involved.
2: But I'm still myself.
3: But there's no time limit <laughs> on, on making the decision. We can Just take our a, time with this.
4: From a crew standpoint, I feel like it would be easier to rally them around fighting deer than getting boots on the ground in a swamp. Absolutely. <laughs> just, That's a good point. I don't know.
1: Feels like shouting this from his room.
4: No, I'm messing with my chickens. I named them.
2: Go on. What are their names? Oh, go oh, on.
4: Sorry. <laughs> Breakfast,
2: lunch, um, and dinner. Them.
4: <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I named, I named him Siegfried and Odette.
1: I almost thought you were gonna name them after us, like, "Oh, this one's Jules." Hi, Jules.
2: <laughs> Protect that one at all costs. Also, Zelnern, would you name your dog?
0: Oh, hey, you got a dog.
3: Did you name the dogs? Um, his name did is. You
0: name dogs? Oh God! Did Zelnern cook the dog? <laughs>
3: <laughs> his name is Scrappy because he likes to eat the scraps.
4: Oh, I like that. <laughs> Wait, did Ruber ever get that parrot? Or did that just never happen?
2: Oh, I left it on the boat when I shot the kegs and it went up in flames. Oh. Yeah, that was tragic. It's
1: bad luck to kill a seabird.
2: It is bad luck to kill a seabird.
0: Well, fortunately, parrots aren't seabirds.
2: You like me cooking? I know, I've seen it.
0: Alright, so it sounds like Azure Stand is the goal. Um, so the crew sets off, making its heading for southwest. Was that west by southwest? Following the uh, Merfolk Islands until they reach a certain point, at which point they'll turn to the south. Um, and then approach it by way of the vents. Um, the journey is about, that, 60, 120, 180, about 240 miles. So it's a, it's a long journey, um, like any journey in the Shattered Isles is. Um, And, you know, you can make it in a few days.
1: Uh, Um, Since I wasn't raised as a pirate, I was raised as a druid and then became a pirate. Am I able to, like, recount any other old stories in terms of, like, how to get on land without dying? Since all the pirates hear stories of getting on land and being disappeared?
0: uh, No, unfortunately, uh, it's... You know know that the... uh, The druid at obed High. Uh, the uh, whatever it's called the Druid archdruid, uh, Archdruid there we go obed the Keeper of the Grove there in Port Providence would likely know more but you yourself do not know more it's mired so thoroughly in like sea mystery that it's hard to shake truth from uh, fiction you know there's some that say ah if you have a pocket of of earth and you won't get hurt some say that if you uh steal a piece of dirt or that only works if you the dirt comes from the heart of melora suspended in the uh there's a moat of stone suspended high above the air in the windless doldrums um others say that no you need like a sprig of holly others say things like it's only if you have a pair of cats tucked under each arm that you're safe basically it's just countless uh you know just uh superstitious uh apotropaic magic so it's hard to shake anything truthful out
1: Uh, i knew i should have listened to my family and gone visited that guy before i set sail i was supposed to go to obit high and they didn't
2: does uh shankshaft know anything about him
0: uh he pretty much shares the same types of uh Nonsenses, you all. However, he does share with you that while he doesn't know much, because um, he actually hasn't been to the Farvale Islands before, um, that he does know that there are people in Camp Vengeance on Temporal Island, who, uh, which is a uh, one of the islands in the area in the Farvale Islands, is Temporal Island. Um, sorry, I think I referred to it as its own chain, but it's one of its own islands. Camp Vengeance is an imperial. Uh, expeditionary camp from which they launch into the uh, vents and azure stand and the doldrums. Basically it's a place for uh, imperial expeditions to seek off from. He does say that the explorer, or that two explorers, uh, famous uh, explorers of the Shattered Isles Isabella de Ascar and darwin nash are said to be gathering crews and ships at camp vengeance in order to uh or like they're organizing expeditions to delve into the vents and find a way to that sulfur sea within um but being famed adventurers and explorers as they are uh they likely w- would know things about azure stand because it's very doubtful that they haven't uh entered in there um, so he does say that uh, if you want more information, sailing past Azure Stand, only about a day's travel to uh, Camp Vengeance on Tembral Island, would be a great way to find more information about it. If you seek and you could seek out Darwin Nash and Isabella Deascar, two rival famous explorers. Uh, Jules, you have heard of Darwin Nash and Isabella Deascar, um, in fact. They were, as you hear this name, not remembering much from your past, suddenly it dawns on you, you want, you've you traveled with them before. Oh my god. Um, while some of it is blurry and splotchy, just like your uh, moment of death is still forgotten... You know that you traveled with them before. They might remember you. They likely would. Although they might be surprised to find you alive.
5: I can't bear the thought of them seeing me like this. I don't know what our relationship was, but I can't imagine this would be an improvement.
2: Well, I think you look great, Jules. Thank you, Robert. Um, Can't say I agree, but... I appreciate that. We'll just get you some nicer clothes. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, you're sure they're a little ratty, but... What, we did what get that mean? robe from that train. All humans
3: look a little fleshy and pink to me, but you look, you look fleshy in
5: a good way. <laughs> fleshy in a good way. <laughs> Thank you, Zelnar.
0: all right so uh barring uh so uh, is is tembral island an interest or a stopping point you want to do or uh do you want to go poke around at azure stand on your own
2: i mean i kind of like the idea of just kind of poking around but that's kind of how we got into this mess in the first place
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think we should follow zeldarn's advice and get a little more info and go a little slower
2: take it slow Yeah, I agree. We've been kind of rushing around this whole time and we kind of, we don't have a kraken at our heels now. So let's, let's take our time. Chaotic Normies, thanks so much for listening. It's me, your friend Ryan, who plays your favorite bard, Rubert Graysand, on Chaotic Normal The Shattered Isles. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes, send to a friend, a colleague, a co worker, an acquaintance, and your uh, roommate. I haven't said roommate. That one works. Also, send any questions, concerns, comments to chaoticnormalpod at gmail.com. As well as any of your favorite Thanksgiving turkey recipes, it's never it's never too early to get a, get a head start on cooking that that bird. Sorry for the um, episode being a week late this time. Uh, schedules get busy. You understand how it is. We're not professional podcasters. We're amateurs. Uh, During the spring and summer, we might be going bi-weekly. But if that happens, I will, of course, give an official announcement here on the official channel. But yeah, thanks for listening. I did uh, make this episode extra long. And I did want to give a few additional credits to Dream Protocol, Less FM, and Nature's Eye from Pixabay for the music I added to the episode. So check them out there. If you have any podcasts that you want to add some music to. Yeah, we should have a episode next week, a uh, not regularly scheduled episode. And so until then, I will talk to you next week. So stay cool and bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I
0: teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.